You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One more for Josh Hagens. Oh, he missed it. Edwards at the buzzer, no good, and in double overtime, Little Rock is moving on. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. With Eli Hershkovich, 40 more minutes. We continue to break down the NCAA tournament, and we are on. We are underway uh, with Florida and Virginia Tech, the first game. What's so fascinating, Eli, I can't wait to see what kind of storylines that we're reacting to, what we're talking about on Monday on the show, and then whatever happens when the Sweet 16 is set by the time we get here on Tuesday morning. Like, we've all addressed the double-digit seeds that could make a run, that could go to the Sweet 16, but there's going to be one that nobody is talking about, and we're going to be talking about a coach that 99% of the country has never heard of. Like this morning, you see stuff on Twitter, like highlights in recent years. I was watching the highlight of um, from 2015 with the Georgia State when uh, when the, the coach hit, Ron Hunter hits a three. He falls over on his stool on the yeah. sideline. <laughs> was so good. That was one of my fate. I know it's recency bias. Yeah. There are so many great memories, but that that is up there, man. That was excellent. It was a great moment. I think that was your yeah. your three versus 14, 14 seed getting the upset. The the highlight coming in, I know it wasn't, I don't think Arkansas Little Rock got to the Sweet 16, but they did win that game against Purdue in the round of 64, and that was Chris Beard. That was before Chris Beard got to Texas Tech, and Little Rock played such aggressive defense, on-ball defense, hit some huge shots down the stretch, came back. There was no Chris Beard falling over on a stool, but it was still a great game <laughs> and, a, and a great upset. Uh, big cash for me in a, in a bracket and uh, and also against the spread. Eli, we just went over the first uh, half of Saturday's card. We went over eight games. Officially, I know there's some you said you're waiting on a better number. You're just waiting for it to move at a half point, and you're hopeful that that's going to go down for you. Um, do you have any of official bets that you like in the f- the first half that we went through already? Yeah, so Santa Barbara is one of my bets for Saturday. Got them at seven and a half. Once the line went back up on Tuesday, I believe, when people were reacting to the Sony news or the betting market was reacting to the Sony news. So I got Santa Barbara locked in among the, game, the games we've already talked about. Okay. Uh, we left off with Drake USC, correct? Correct. All right. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, let's continue. Your boy, Fran McCaffrey, Iowa Hawkeyes, going up against Grand canyon what do you think about the hawkeyes now it's is it still 16 at points bet because i'm seeing elsewhere that this number has been going down a bit it yeah. is 14 and a half 14, 14 and a half everywhere 
14 right. and a half. Why, why is Grand Canyon getting so much love? The line's inflated. Iowa could blow them out. Uh, if, if, if they're on from three, which they, you would expect them to be, Grand Canyon's yeah. the, the, the worst part of their defense, maybe not the worst, maybe a little too strong, but the most susceptible uh, p- part of their defense is from behind the arc. Iowa could shoot the three ball at you know one of the better clips across college basketball, 13th in the country right now at 38.6% from three. If Bohannon's on, if Wieskamp is on, Garza two in the pick and pop. Uh, C.J. Frederick, who looks healthy, which was a nice surprise for Iowa down the stretch in the season. Iowa could blow this team out by, by 16, 17, 20 plus. But if Grand Canyon's defense comes to play, and that's an experienced coach too, in Bryce Jew, the former the uh, uh, Valpo coach, Grand Canyon has a pretty solid defense overall. They don't turn you over, but they can rebound. They're not super undersized. So if they make, if they try to slow this game down to a snail pace, which they could do, they have one of the slower paced offenses in college basketball, bottom 75 in college basketball and tempo, Iowa could run into some problems, but I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to gonna fade Iowa here. All right, let's get into the evening games for Saturday. 7-10 matchup, UConn-Maryland. Huskies have been getting a lot of support, I would say, over the last month. Now, Maryland coming out of one of the top two, definitely. Some would say the best conference in the nation. Let's not forget that this Maryland team beat some quality opponents in conference play like Illinois, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Right. And Maryland's defense going to that matchup zone, which Turgeon had in his pocket, they played a lot better down the stretch. They had some, they have some really good on-ball defenders, Daryl Morsell, uh, Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins' offensive game also took a step up in the latter part of Big Ten play. UConn getting their point guard healthy-ish for this game because Danny Hurley, the UConn coach, said he should be ready to go. RJ Cole, getting him back in the lineup or in the lineup um, for this game against a Maryland team that's going to press you a little bit with that matchup zone, might press three quarters of the court at times. James Booknight's going to be the best player on the floor. Yes, Morsell is going to match up against him, but I would lean towards UConn here. The line's up to three and a half at some spots. Even though it, you know, getting that possession might seem valuable to some people with the Terps, UConn should advance to the round of 32. The double-digit dog that everyone is on, the 13-seed Ohio going up up against the four in Virginia. The line is all the way down to seven across the board. Opened eight and a half. We're down to seven. So much Bobcats love here. We know they can score. And they played Illinois tight very early this season. Uh, that was, what, a two-point game. Great game. Can, can you advocate betting on Ohio only getting seven? Yes. I think okay. you could still bet Ohio at seven. Seven and a half is, was probably the better bet. Maybe wait. To, yeah, if you wait and there's COVID news today with the Who's. It, and is it going to go up, lower? It can't go I can see it going lower. to six and a half. I could see it going to six and a half. Wow. They're not. They're going to have one practice there, man. They're going to have one practice in Indy before this game. Yes, they've been prepping for Ohio all week, but they're not used to the court. They're not used to that floor. And I, the shooting backdrop, Ohio has the matchup advantages with Jason Preston going up against Virginia's point guard, Kia Clark. They could space the floor as well, and they could speed you up, which is not what Virginia wants to do. The battle for the right to get your tail kicked by Gonzaga in round number two. You're 8 9. Oklahoma and Missouri Sooners favored by one. Do you have a play? Do you have an angle? Davion Harmon being out for Oklahoma and the line went from, I think it was sitting at Oklahoma minus minus two, minus one. The line flipped to Missouri minus one, minus two. Now I believe the line is back to Oklahoma as a favorite in this game. Yeah. Oklahoma minus one, pretty much consensus across the board. 
and pick them on points, but whatever. Yeah. Pick them on points, but okay. So still the market came back on Oklahoma without Harmon and Oklahoma's numbers without Harmon atrocious as much as we saw Reeves, Austin Reeves, their leading scorer, leading assist man for Oklahoma. When he was out for stretches of of big 12 play, Oklahoma's offense struggled without Harmon. I have a tough time back in Oklahoma, even at a pick. Um, Mizzou has a size advantage down low with Tillman. Brady Mana can't match up. Hill can't match up. I would go Missouri or pass, and that's just a lean for me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, four more games. This is early. No, it's not early odds. That's later. I'm going to be doing that tonight. That Then I do early odds on the score. But right now, this is BetQL Daily. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Eli Herskovich going over the entire Saturday card. Four more games to go. Gonzaga fared by 33 and a half at, against Norfolk State. Is there any no, reason to we touch? Can, we, can, we can move along. Yeah, let's keep moving. Along. Let's keep moving. Uh, UCLA defeats Michigan State, so they get BYU. Ah, the point spread's pretty tight here. It's tight. We're Oh, we're going up now. We're going up. We're up to four and a half. This thing uh, opened to some spots. This morning it was three and a half, and now we're all the way up to four and a half. Uh, why is so much support coming in for BYU? Johnny Juzang. He injured the ankle late. He's been dealing with ankle injury an ankle injury for you know down the stretch in Pac-12 play. If he's limited, if you if you can't go, I understand why the market is going BYU's way. UCLA will not have enough offense to match up against a BYU team that is electric in transition. Yes, they're not the same team as last year that I brought up earlier that could have made a run in the dance with Yoni Childs, but I would not back UCLA. I, I w- this is UCLA or pass for me. If Juzang plays, I'll probably be on the Bruins. If not, I would stay away because even if even if you want to lay it, that's still over two possessions with BYU. We all know Eli Herskovich wants to bet Texas, but that's not his style. He's got a future on Texas to win the title. He he won a future on them for the Big Twelve tournament, but sitting at nine against Abilene Christian, you can't bet it, can you? I, I don't know if I even want to bet on Texas in this game. This is going to be no. a rock. This could be a rock fight. And I, I do expect Texas to come out with a victory here. This game reminds me of Auburn, New Mexico State, where, again, two completely different teams. But just from the standpoint of Texas could have a tough matchup at the first round and then still make a run of the tournament. That's still we saw it with Kentucky with Brandon Knight back in 2011. They almost lost to Princeton in the first round. They go all the way to the final four. Uh, Auburn is another perfect example from a couple of years ago, the last tournament that we had. Yes, Texas has its turnover problems. Yes, Abilene Christian could turn you over. But Texas has a major major size advantage in this game with Jericho Sims, Kai Jones, Greg Brown, if he's engaged and not pouting down the sideline. Texas should dominate uh, athletically up front, especially in transition, and win this game. I just don't know how much they win by because Abilene Christian sh- could hang around. We've seen four teams take down a three 21 different times. Which four team is going to win this year? Any of them? Moorhead State, Colgate, Eastern Washington, Abilene Christian. If I was going to go with one, I would go with Eastern Washington. 
just because of that offense, of that kind of a variance that you can get in a tournament game. No Jalen Wilson. McCormick's, if McCormick was out, that would be a much bigger a difference maker for Kansas. But they're the most vulnerable team among the three seats. Texas, ever since the West Virginia spout, uh, spat on the sideline between Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, they've won six of their last seven games. They've bonded. They've, they've grown a lot offensively and defensively, for that matter. Uh, you mentioned in the South region, Colgate's not beating Arkansas. At least I hope not for Thomas Casale's mental sanity. Um, and Morehead State, State could pose a problem for West Virginia. That could be a close game. That could, could be competitive if Broom uh, shows up against Culver and West Virginia's off from three. Yep. But Kansas is the most vulnerable of the uh, three seats. Your boy Stucky said uh, the 14 to win is Evelyn Christian. I Listen, they could turn Texas over. And if Texas turns the ball over, it's going to be a competitive game. But Texas yeah. at, up front, Evelyn Christian has no size to match up with Texas. All right, last game. Uh, first blush, without thinking about it too much, if I advance with my survivor plays, Oregon's going to be in play. Oregon against VCU, last game of the night on Saturday. We've got the Ducks favored by five here. Um, we, as usual, I mean, it's, it's the VCU playbook. They're going to have great defense, but tough time scoring. What do you see in this matchup? I Yeah, I would go with Oregon as well. VCU turns the ball over a lot. Highest turnover rate in conference play uh, in the A-10. One of the highest turnover percentages in college basketball. And Oregon could turn you over. I mean, there's your biggest difference maker in the game with a really good uh, press defense that Dana Allman likes to throw at you with Will Richardson and Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte could have a fantastic tournament, and he would need to for Oregon to make a run of the dance like we both have them, at least to the Sweet 16. Omaruri up front, also a bit of a mismatch for Oregon with a kind of an undersized VCU team. So turnovers, a big reason why Oregon should be able to control the pace in this game, control, especially if Will Richardson is able to at least put up double digits. Uh, I would I would go with uh, Oregon in your survivor pool as well. Okay. Uh, are you going to lay five and a half? No. No, no. It's still two okay. possessions. I would lean that way, though, for sure. Santa Barbara, you mentioned. Ohio, two very public big dogs uh am i missing anything else from saturday maybe ucla if juzang plays that's that's a potential bet we'll see if it still st uh, stays around four four and a half and then yeah. drake if it gets up to six and a half i might have to consider it it was just tough watching the bulldogs yesterday got a little lucky because wichita state missed double digit free throws but mm -hmm. hemphill not looking healthy and playing like seven ten minutes i thought he I, the, the way the reports were coming out was 15 15-ish minutes, but he was going to be around 90%, 80-90%. He didn't even look the part yesterday because he couldn't really move, especially on the defensive end. So uh you gave out four sides right now with the numbers widely available that you really, really like. A few that you might jump on. We'll see where the line moves. But I'd imagine, okay, let, let's say you really like five sides, like you bet on five pregame sides. I'd also imagine that during these games with the live lines getting more value with some dogs that you'll probably have at least five uh, live bets for the first two days of the tournament. I might, right. I, I got, yeah. I got UCLA at the number that I wanted last night. I got them at six and a half uh, in, in the middle part of the second half. So if, again, if you, if you want to wait to try to get a favorite at a pick, I'm not saying bet, bet all the favorites when they, when it comes down to a pick, but there is some value to be had betting live. The entire show has been lightning bets. So coming up next, 
We're going to reveal our final four. We did the Sweet 16 earlier in the show. Final four is next. Joe Ostrowski, Eli Herskovich. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network.